Good morning out there in Radio Land. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Art for Living here at WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM Manchester. And of course, don't forget, all of our programming is available to you, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. So, uh, hello everybody out there. And uh, today, we actually have a member of the younger set as our guest for Art for Living. And I want, I want to say hello to Sabina Mori. Hello, Sabina. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. So Sabina is a student in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, and she goes to the Founders Academy in Manchester. Those of you who have listened to Art for Living in the past might know that I think we've had Sabina on in the previous year um, talking a little bit about music. And Sabina is now a senior at Founders Academy. How does that feel, Sabina? I feel relieved in a way. I feel like I'm ready to move on. Yes, it's time for a change, right? Right. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, that's a good thing. So, um, Subino, in the past, when you've been on with Art for Living, um, we've talked about music because um, I, I'm very interested myself in bringing op- opera to the younger set. And you've been really a part of that for the past what five six years and yeah seven abs- i think seven years oh my goodness okay they've passed too quickly um so you know what sabina let's just jump off um we're, we're going to talk a little bit about your interests and and um college and music all that fun stuff but um from a purely um what it was teacher viewpoint which is what i am uh, i'd be interested to see what you think about the world of opera and the little bit that you've been able to undertake? Well, I truly think it's underrated, I would say. A lot of people around me don't know much about opera, and they assume that it's what the little they've seen, like fancy, like artful divas, basically. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Opera, I would say, is very important to me. I would say that I love enjoy being a part of the operatic community of course Mm -hmm. i think it's really amazing how stories can be brought to the stage how music tells a story and how music shows emotions and honestly i think that music is also very healing Hmm. wow that's that's pretty deep from a youngster such as yourself so um how how might you how might that manifest in what way what do you mean it's very healing so I intend, when I go to college, I intend to use music and psychology in conjunction with each other. I believe that stuff like, such as music therapies or music just itself can bring happiness and all sorts of emotions to people and can help them solve problems as well. Wow, how cool. Oh, all right. I I don't disagree with you. And in fact, I think a, a week ago, we week or two ago, we had someone on um, that was speaking very specifically about art and music therapy, um, which taught me an awful lot about what that whole new genre is bringing forward. Um, in, in, in regards to opera, what do you think the future holds for opera or for people to enjoy opera? I think that, well, since there's so many more ways of watching opera, that I think that it'll be brought bigger into the world of course, more people around the world be able to see it. Some hmm. people aren't always able to get tickets to go into opera sh- opera shows, of course. Yeah. 
So more people will be able to watch it online, which might bring in a bigger audience. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. I, I think probably the biggest thing that has made opera so very um, challenging for regular folks is that they don't really get to see what opera is. They just kind of go with what they've heard or a little bit here or there. But actually, the technology has allowed us to see excerpts and hear and see opera um, but without the two-and-a-half or three-hour time to be in the theater, which, like you said, could actually bring people more into the theater to hear it live. Yeah. Have you you seen uh, some opera live? I do not believe I've seen a live opera, but I've watched operas online. Yeah. And also, I've... Something... I I remember you said at our our Piccola Opera Group, I think a week ago or so, that we have so much more access as young people to learn our opera. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're doing the magic flute. So in in the olden times, not the olden times, of course, but we would have had to learn all the music ourselves. But now since we have the YouTube videos, it's much easier yeah. to learn everything. You know, you're so you're so right about that. The, the truth is, is uh, there's a lot more available because of technology. And I think the challenge now is just... Um, getting folks to actually watch it, right? Or, or to have singers actually spend time to use it as a tool. I, and you know what? Opera is fragmented just like everything else is in this world. Our time is now so, we're so busy and we are so active all the time to just say stop um, could be a challenge in and of itself. So I think the trick will be to actually you know, hope that people will find the time to use the technology and, and what the internet can bring us because we're able to watch uh, daily. I, I actually daily have um, social media linked to all kinds of worldwide opera productions. And I'm always looking to find those few minutes that I have to watch something from, you know, the Deutsche Oper or, you know, Opera Berlin or wherever you can to just keep keep it in there you know it's just like anything else yeah. you have to keep refreshed with it um a lot of people don't know you can do that but you you absolutely can so um you you talked about the magic flute so for folks out there that don't know what's happening why don't you tell them what your new project is so currently i'm working with a youth opera group and we are planning on putting on the magic flute i am singing as the second lady which i'm very excited about mm-hmm. awesome awesome and i think we'll put on a good little show I, I no doubt we will do that. And, yeah. um, you know, so what do you find challenging about about Mozart? Well, there are very long lines, <laughs> sometimes very high notes. I think the highest note that I'm singing is a C, mm-hmm. a high C above the staff. And how, how does that work? We, you're a mezzo-soprano. So for, yeah. for the audience, what, what does that mean for our audience that might not know? So a mezzo-soprano is a medium soprano, which means I don't sing as high as sopranos normally sing, mm-hmm. but I sing, I still sing higher than, for example, an alto would sing. Or a contralto. Or a contralto, yeah. Right, right, right. So you're in the middle. And, uh, you know, as vocally, how, how has your voice changed over the past couple of years? I would say my voice has changed extremely. Since I was younger, I when I was in middle school, for example, I sang alto just alto 
And then as we kept going, I started realizing that I feel more comfortable singing higher and that my voice has a better tone, maybe, singing higher. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I bet when you started out, you thought those high notes were way too high, right? Oh, I did. I remember being in sixth grade and being like, wow, a C on the staff? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's so crazy. You know what? And it's normal. Um, I could tell you every school I've ever worked in where we're vocally trying to enhance not only the knowledge of music, but also how to sing uh, music off the page. I don't think I've ever had a class where didn't we didn't have students that said, oh, my goodness, you know, that D on the staff is just too high. And then I have to go through that whole rigmarole of like, no, it really isn't. You're really built to sing that D. <laughs> that, yes, I've been I've had a lot of instances where I've seen kids being like, wow, that's too high. Or for example, my sister will be like, oh, that that note is too high. And I'm like. Well, what I notice about myself is when I tell myself that a note is too high, I can't reach it. <laughs> it's a, lo- a lot of it is psychological, I would say. Yes. Yeah, I, you know what? You're not wrong. And the truth is, the most of the music that youngins such as yourself will come in contact with will be re- very normal music. Um, you know, sometimes you'll hit something weird where it goes way too low or way too high, but very rarely. And the youth voice is just so, there's so much flexibility. You know, as we get older, everything kind of tightens up and, you know, the voice changes. But at your ages, you know, teens, um, your voice is at its maximum capability to be used. But the fear factor is what stops that from happening. Yeah. So does your, your sister is also in the flute, correct? Yes. Magic flute. And she's singing what part? She is singing the first lady part. She is. You know that? And so for those out there that might not know it, I'm working with, with this group, this youth opera group for this production. And you know what? I did it deliberately um, because yeah. I wanted Vildana to understand that those notes weren't too high. And there's nothing like trial by fire to figure that out. We're going to take a little break here at WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM Manchester. We're speaking with Sabina Mori, and we'll come back in a minute. Welcome back to Act for Living. This is Jane Cormier, your host today, WKXL 1450 AM. 103.9 FM Concord, and of course, 101.9 FM Manchester. Don't forget, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com if you want to catch any of the programming here at WKXL. So today we have a guest who is a young opera singer. Her name is Sabina Mori. She's from Manchester. And uh, the first segment, we were talking a little bit about what she has up and coming. She's working with, uh, with a group to bring forth a production of the Magic Flute, which is nothing easy about that one. But uh, you know what, Sabina, I'd like to talk a little bit about what your future holds. So um, what's happening with school? What are you, where are you going to college? What colleges have you been looking at? So I have been looking at a few colleges. Not all of them are music, but most of them are music. I've applied to the Jacobs School of Music, Ithaca College of Music, and the Hart School of Music. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, tell us tell us a little bit for the folks that uh, might not know, what, what goes into a, trying to apply to a music school? So applying to a music school is no easy task. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that. Um, you have to send in two applications, one application to the main school and then a second application to the music school. 
for the music school, you'll need a repertoire list, a musical resume, and then you'll also need to write an essay, of course, about why you want to go to that school. And there's a pre-screening round where you'll either send in videos or I think that's it. I think you'll send in videos and they'll and you'll either pass or fail or yeah, not pass mm-hmm. the pre-screening round. And if you pass the pre-screening round, they invite you in for a live audition or a virtual audition. And after that, you'll find out whether or not you got in. Right. They usually make you prepare three songs. They don't always ask you to do three songs, but you have to have three songs under your belt. Yeah, at least I would think, right? Yeah. Yeah, and how long is this process? I would, a couple of months. I have been... I have been applying since I would say November Mm -hmm. and I've just, and I believe that I've just finished all my auditions just last week. Holy moly. Holy moly. So let me ask you a question. I'm just wondering, I mean, not that it's a big deal, but when you have to apply dual, right? So the Jacobs school, you have to apply to Indiana university, correct? So do you have to pay for both of those? You do. No. You do. Oh, th- And they're quite expensive, I'll say. No, no kidding. I can't believe it. They make you apply to both, pay for both fees. Yeah. Uh, that's t- I guess to really show your determination. <laughs> yeah, that is bad. Can I ask you, what was the fee to Indiana? To Indiana, I think, was $65. And the, and the school of music, Jacobs? I, I believe it was 150 I might be wrong. Amazing, but. huh? Wowie zowie. All right, so, and and Ithaca College, where is Ithaca? Ithaca College is in Ithaca, New York. It has a great rep for its music program. It does. Yeah. Uh, right. I actually, my, our, my band teacher, we were at a uh, college fair, and my band teacher actually came up to me and said, Mina, I think you'd really like Ithaca College. I think you should go talk to them. And so I did. I was like, okay, thank you. So I walked up to their booth and i go i regret this a lot i go hi do you guys have a music program and the, the admissions man looks at me like i'm crazy because that's what they're mostly known for and he's like, yes it's quite big actually and i'm like oh so that's the story <laughs> so what I'm that's okay scared. that's nothing that's all right you're young and how are you supposed to know all this stuff yeah they know it so so you did you do your audition I did. I did a audition over Google Meet for Ithaca. I was supposed to go in, per- in person to see the campus and all, but some things happened, so I had to do my audition virtually. Okay. And what was that? What did you sing at that audition? So at that audition, I sang two songs. First, I sang How Should I Your True Love Know by Roger Quilter. And then I is it song or sang? I think it's, I'm not sure. You what? Uh, is it sung or sang? I think it's sung. What? For for what? I'm confused what your question is. For the context, I sang. I Roger sang. Goodman. Yes. Yeah, okay. Indeed. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to make sure. Okay. That's all right. And so, I, yeah. so you only did two? Uh, no, I did two, and then they actually asked me for a third. They said that they'd love to hear a third, so I also sang Easy Box by Gabrielle Foray. Wow, awesome possum. Very good. And how did you feel about it? I know that video auditions are, everybody must think that they're easier, but in my mind, 
I don't think they are. I, I always, of course, in my day, we didn't have video auditions, but um, I would not want to do that. I would not want to, you know, I think they're harder in some I ways. I would say I was a lot more nervous about it because I believe that a lot more things could go wrong <laughs> because technology is so finicky. Yeah. So I had done all this preparation beforehand, which they commended me for, actually. Good. We were supposed to do the audition over Zoom. I attempted to sing over Zoom with a friend the night before. And I realized it just was not working. They could not hear me, and they could not hear the piano. So we, instead of just giving up or whatever, we tried Google Meet instead, and Google Meet worked like a charm. So I emailed them, and I said, Hi, would it be possible to use Google Meet instead? And they said yes. And then... goodness. Wow. He was very happy with me for figuring out that there were problems with Zoom before, so we didn't have to deal with them the day up. Sabina... Oh my goodness, that is so great. I mean, talk about taking taking control of your audition. Wow. Wow, you get 10 points for that, kiddo. Good for you. And so the audition went well. Have you heard yeah, anything from Ithaca? One. I know that they're sending out their decisions mid-March. Okay. So I'm still waiting. Very cool. All right, yeah. so um, Indiana University, I think you told me that you were successful there. I did get into Indiana University. I haven't heard back from Jacobs yet. Oh, my goodness. Well, it would, I would assume they would probably be waiting a little bit more, especially since winter is what it is and they have to get all the auditions in, you know? Yeah. Paperwork on a regular school for regular school is a little bit different than having to incorporate um, personal auditions, you know? But, yes. my goodness, Indiana University is a tough school to get into, kiddo. Good for you. Thank you. So, you, what did you apply for in Indiana? So they have a clinical psychology program, which I was very interested in because in six years, you'd be able to get your bachelor's and your master's. Beautiful. So wow. that's what I expected. Clinical, so you'll be the singing psychologist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, I think that'd, that'd be pretty novel, pretty cool. Um, all right, good. And so what about Heart School of Music? What was their audition like? So I... Went, I went to their campus, I checked in, they gave you a, they gave you 15 minutes or 20, or maybe it was 30, 30 minutes to warm up. Wow. And so I went in this room, I warmed up, I was feeling really good about it, very positive. And then once I warmed up, I went and I sat on a bench and I chatted a little bit with the girl taking down names. Mm-hmm. We, we made friends. And then I went in to the audition room, I introduced myself, I was very upbeat, very happy. I did my songs. I did two. They asked for two. And I would say it went pretty well. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So so tell me, um, when you come back, actually, we're going to be hitting for a break in a bit, but um, did you did you hear from, from them yet? From Heart School? I did. I did get in. Awesome. I was successful. You were, huh? So I guess that, that was a plus audition, too. Good for you. So this is not easy stuff, folks that are listening. I mean, this is not easy to to get into these schools. Um, this day and age, there's there's a plethora of people that are trying to get into these schools, and the competition's pretty high. Especially since now you can audition, um, you know, through the technology, it makes the whole process a little bit less expensive and a little bit easier. I would assume that their numbers are probably up too now with COVID in the in the back mirror. You know. Uh, that kids are probably jumping forward to 
to try to get into school now. Interesting. All right. So uh, do you have a preference what school you'd like to go to? So far, I believe that it's between the Hart School of Music and Ithaca College. Mm-hmm. I love, I really love the, um, the environment at Ithaca. I believe that it's very warm and welcoming and collaborative. I also love the, um, where it is. I love the city as well. Yeah. So where about is it? It's in Ithaca? Ithaca, New York, yes. Ithaca, New York. How far is that from New York City? I'm not sure. Oh. Uh, well, I guess it's not. I think it's. It would if it was close. Boy, it would really behoove a singer to be closer to the city so that you could go in and take advantage of what's in there. Nothing like seeing Met Productions if you're interested in opera. You know, it's a good thing. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break here on Artful Living. Uh, Jane Cormier, your host today, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM Manchester. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, 101.9 FM Manchester. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living. And we welcome you if you're just joining us. Uh, We have our guest today, Sabina Mori, who is from Manchester, New Hampshire. And Sabina has been telling us a little bit about um, her delving into operatic music, um, her her acceptances and her um, auditions at music schools, prominent music schools here in this country. And uh, we were talking about auditions that were online and in, and her auditions that were live. And before we took the break, I wanted to ask you a question, but you know what? I didn't want to cut short your answer, so I want to jump back to that. Um, when you were at the Hart School, you offered an audition live. At Ithaca, you had it online. Can you tell me um, and explain, as a performer for you, uh, what was yeah. the difference between those two? I would say the biggest difference probably would be seeing the body language of the judges as opposed to online. Mm-hmm. I would say that doing in person was probably more nerve wracking, but I felt was probably more effective than online. Hmm. And why would you think that? I would say, well, on, in person, since singing is full body, it's not just the voice, of course. They can see your entire body, your entire posture when you breathe. Mm-hmm where your arms are, for example, where your head is, what you're looking at, mm-hmm. versus online when it's a little bit cut off and they can't see you in person. So I feel like some of those elements might be lost. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a different time we're in right now, especially from you know years ago when I was active out there. Um, the neat thing is being able to have both perspectives, I think, for especially a youthful singer like yourself. Um, I think that... While technology can undoubtedly be such a positive, especially for the performing artist, especially the communication issues. I mean, you know, you can promote yourself online, which is something we haven't been able to do in the past so much. But, you know, I really do worry about the little bit that you just said. I worry about the future, especially for opera, In with regard to that. I think you are 100% correct that... Um, there isn't quite so much that is noticed uh, online, but I think that you have to, as a singer, be very 
uh, open, right? And and you mm-hmm. have to practice being live at the moment because live music is very different from even live online music. Yeah. You know, do you, does that make sense to you? Yeah. So, uh, as a singer, you have to you have to control your nerves. You have to be able to, uh, while your head is picking up all of that body language, like you said, of the judges, it's trial by fire, it's practice, it's throwing yourself into that arena a lot that enables you to not have that pop into your singing as you're performing, yeah. right? And that's that's difficult. That takes years of practice. And I hope that we're not losing that art, right, to to perfect our adrenaline to the point that we can give the very best performance that we can as a singer. Right. What do you think about that? I mean, do you ever think about, you know, the live aspect as opposed to the online aspect? I do. I do. I think it's very different singing in front of a computer as opposed to maybe like a hundred people in an audience. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. The feeling's definitely more immediate when the people are right in front of you as opposed to the computer when you might not be able to see people's reactions. And you know what? You're, you've hit the nail on the head because great art is art that, communicati- that communicative aspect that answers back immediately, right? The great artist goes out, puts their performance out, and in the act of performing can feel can feel and can notice the audience. And according to that, the actress or the singer can change what they're doing to ingratiate or to bring out more of the audience participation in the performance. So that that is an aspect that you cannot practice in a studio and you can't practice it on a computer. It's yeah. only live. So I, I think that that is something perhaps in the past few years we're losing a little bit of uh, even in great music schools because the work they do in the studio is still not the adrenaline raising what are they thinking how is this going uh, process that you have live as a singer yeah so how do you feel about live performing I enjoy live performing I enjoy seeing the smiles on people's faces or maybe the tears in their eyes perhaps Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm and so, I don't do like bringing music to people, to you, schools, to nursing homes, for example, since we've sung there before. Mm-hmm. So you like bringing over. music to people. So how does that work with clinical psychology? So that's a good question, well, actually. <laughs> there has to be a correlation there. Right. Uh, let's see. So with clinical psychology, clinical psychology is all about mental mental health and healing mental health so when when thinking about music and mental health you might be able to explore different feelings when you're for example if you're performing you could be telling your own stories or figuring out your own <laughs> your own feelings through music yeah yes absolutely so what about how do, how does that convert to the audience? I'm, so, am I am I tricking you here? I'm uh, no I'm, <laughs> no it's okay. I'm ac- um, I'm actually I, leading you down the primrose path that 
this whole thing, whether you're performing or whether you're a good psychologist working with people, is all about energy, and right. it's all about communication. I was going to say, yeah, the audience, I would say, can sense what you're feeling. So you have to bring your feelings to them. Right. Exactly. And what do you do as, as someone probably that's a good psychologist? You have to what? Elicit feelings from your, your patient, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, although on the face of it, it might look like they are two very separate things. I think that maybe they're not. I think that maybe there's a closer correlation to it than one might suggest um, because it's all about bringing out the best. It's all about communication and it's all about energy, immediate energy that you can feel and return. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. So um, what would your jump ahead 20, 20 years, 25 years, jump ahead. Where do you see yourself? Of course, I'd like to be on the stage. I'd like to actually go to different countries and perform in different countries. Mm-hmm. And I also, on the side, because I would like performing to be my main thing that I'm pursuing, on the side, I'd like to work at a mental health clinic mm-hmm. as a music therapist, maybe with children, maybe with adolescents. Cool. Cool. So, so the so you're really thinking about therapy, music therapy, within regard to the clinical psychology. Yes. Wow, that's cool. Very good. That's that's a really worthy endeavor. And and going going and living in, in uh, other countries. What countries are you thinking about? Well, of course, Italy, Germany, maybe Spain. Oh, a lot of my family is from Africa. Yes. And music, of course, is not a big thing over there. I, I'm i not even sure that my family in Africa know what opera is. I'd like to bring opera to places where it's not as popular. That'd be really and cool. Places. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bet you that would be very welcome, too. Yeah. You know, I don't know I how much it's being done. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> so, so you certainly have a life that's, uh, that's looking ahead to... Um, a lot of different opportunities, which is always great, especially when you're young. Um, Germany, you know, is, is the place that is the number one place that the young singer goes to really hone their art because there's just so many more opportunities over there. Every little community has their opera house and yeah. it's part of their life. You know, it's part of their culture. So going over to Germany isn't far flung. It's, a, it's probably a pretty good thing if you're really interested in performing opera, uh, for you to go. So you have to start taking German lessons. <laughs> I, do, I will, in college, yeah. Are you going to take it in college? I do. At the heart school, they make you take years of language. Yes, absolutely. And any, any good music school will do that, because the more fluent you are in language, the better you're going to be able to portray what that language is saying within the operatic you know, medium. Of course. So that's absolutely true. Something, if you're singing a, um, a piece in a different language and you don't know what it's saying, you can't properly perform the piece, I would say. And Sabina, you would be surprised to know how many people do that. <laughs> it's sad but true. Anyway, we're going to take a little break here on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. This is Artful Living. We'll take a little break and see you on the other side.
welcome back to Artful Living. This is Jane Cormier, your guest, your guest, Catherine, your host. And uh, here at WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM Manchester, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com on the website. You can hear any of our programs at, at that location. And our guest today is Sabina Mori, who is a student at the Founders Academy in Manchester, New Hampshire. Sabina is a senior this year who has gone through the college oh, the college thing and has come out the other side, um, offered you know some, uh, acceptance certainly at a couple of music schools, one being Hart School, which is just a great music school. And uh, we were discussing what 25 years down the future, which is, of course, always a great question, right, uh, would look like for her. She said she wanted to go and live in other countries and sing in other countries. Um, so, Sabino, you say Germany and Italy. And when you, when you talk about that, are you talking about after you've graduated grad school? Are you looking to try to finish grad and then perhaps go down that road to other opera houses? That's a good question. I'm not entirely sure as of right now. Mm-hmm. So you might think about like a bachelor's degree and then think about it? Yeah. Which is always possible, you know. I mean, a master's degree for an opera singer is nice, uh, especially if they want to teach or something. But I've always been one to think, you know, the life of an opera singer is relatively short, the age-wise, right? Yeah. Um, and crucial years performing shouldn't be necessarily um, inside a building where you're in the studio all the time. I'm not saying negative about grad school at all, because you can offer great performances at that, too. But certainly, if a singer was ready to go out there and start singing, uh, I think they should run with that, because school isn't going anywhere. You can always go back to school. I was just wondering if you were looking to, if your plan meant that for the clinical psychology side, you would finish that and then take up, you know, the road to sing. Yeah, I think that's probably the road I'll go down. Yeah, so you'd think you'd finish school and then go do the auditions. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. So what do you see yourself singing? What vocal part? What what roles? That's a good question. Um, as of right now, I love to sing soprano. I really do. Interesting. And, and oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know what? Uh, as as someone that's worked with you, I have to say that I think your voice is going toward the uh, spinto, you know, soprano. Of course, you're yeah. a baby, so we weren't ever to say that. Shh, we didn't say that. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, you have a pretty good sound, a pretty large voice. And um, the alto singing is always a good thing. Why do you think it's a good thing for a singer to, to have the alto experience? Well, of course... He- Oh, singing as an alto, I would say, might sometimes be harder than a soprano when you're singing the inner lines, mm-hmm. which aren't as easy as the harmony, of course. <laughs> well, so the having har- that skill. <laughs> you are so right. But, I mean, yeah. the inner voices within the harmony are the hardest to hear. And, of course, the soprano usually, not all the time, but usually has the melody or the top of the line, the, the part that everybody would hear, right? Yeah, yeah, um, that's- yeah, and so the alto is the person that has to find that pitch within the chord, um, which is always a little trickier, I think. Yes, definitely. Yes, and so you recently gone into Allstate, correct? I did. Allstate Chorus in New Hampshire, and what part are you singing there? So for that, I'm singing alto one. Alto one, so it's mezzo-soprano. 
Yeah. Perfect. Well, that's what you've been studying. Um, and of course, everybody out there, if you if you don't know anything about the, the vocal instrument, um, it ages, you know, usually in a very specific way. And giving young singers medium music to sing uh, usually is the way to go. And fortunately, when you start doing that, the voice will start to grow. And as the voice grows, Many times in in young singers, uh, the soprano register grows with it. So, uh, and it's always fun if that's where your voice sits to sing higher notes. That's what feels good. That's what you want to do. Uh, so, I'm glad to hear you're not singing alto too. So that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so ear training um, gives really good musicianship to be able to sing when you go into college. If you get if you go to you know the music school Jacobs or um, Ithaca or Hart. Uh, what part will you try to study? That's a good question. Um, so far, for those, I've applied as mezzo-soprano. You have. Yeah, well, I suppose that once you apply and you get in, if you have to make the change, you know, they'll work with you to do that. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I think you should. I think that you are a, I think you're a lyric spinto in some ways. But, hey, who am I, Right. And uh, your voice will grow as you go, and it'll all be good. So tell me a little bit about Allstate. What's what's happening with the Allstate concert? So for Allstate, we have to learn six pieces. We have to learn the majority by ourselves. And then March, I think it's March 30th or March 29th, we will be driving to Concord High School, and we will stay there for two nights and three days. And just learn our music the entire time. It was a great experience last year. I loved being with other people and just trying to make the best music we can together. It was a very collaborative experience. Yeah, isn't it fun? It's a lot of fun. It is really fun. You know, I don't think our audience, unless they've had students that actually are in Allstate, know what you were talking about. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit more. When Allstate begins in March, what's it going to be? So that they know daily what's going on. What what do you mean? Like the schedule? Or? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think that they think it's just like you have this rehearsal and then they have a concert, but it is a lot more than that. For instance, you you know, you're checking into a hotel, that whole thing. Yeah. So tell us, tell us what's what is the whole thing look like? So on the first day, we'll be going there. Of course, we'll be checking into our checking in there, checking into a hotel. We'll be doing. Well, first we'll have to go to our part rehearsals, our part checks. Where, well, they're, where, where, sorry, they will make sure that everybody has been learning their part correctly because that's a very important, it's very important to learn your part before you get there. Mm-hmm. Trying to learn your part as you're there will be extremely difficult. And so they'll, of course, they want to do rehearsal checks first, make sure. And then last time they introduced us to our conductor and we just kind of shared stories and facts about ourselves a lot. And we we talked about how our personal experiences relate to the music. Wow. Very cool. They didn't do that when I was in in all states. That's pretty cool. All right. So then you uh, you have, do you have a rehearsal or do you just have dinner and go back to the hotel? What what happens? I'm not entirely sure. I don't know if I have the step-by-step schedule yet, but I'm sure we do get, of course, they give us food because we're there. We're going to go eat dinner. Uh-huh. Do and you sing after that? Do you sing it like after you eat? 
I think at dinner, I think, I don't think we sing after we eat. Okay. So the I'm next sure. day, the second day then that you're there, what does what the rehearsal schedule look like? I'm sure that they'll wake us up early. We'll have to wake up early, probably start rehearsing like 9, 10 a.m., have breakfast first. And I'm sure the rehearsal last year, it went like all day. Mm-hmm. It was from, I think, from 9 a.m. to like 4. Uh-huh. It usually so, does. Then they break for lunch and and then, you know, so they have really, really intensive um, rehearsals. Yes. All righty. And so the second night is done and then what happens? And then, well, the third day, of course, is going to be our concert, which we have our concert. Where did, I forgot where it was last time. I think it's at the Capitol Center, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Capitol Center for the Arts. Yes. Right. Right. So, so do, we'll you, there. do you rehearse yeah. again there? We do. Uh-huh. We do. And last year, they let us use our music. Really? Yes, they did. Wow. Way zowie. Do you get to use it this year? I don't know yet. I think I, I would assume that it would depend on everybody's level of knowledge of the song. I would assume everyone's like, wow, memorization. Yeah, pretty cool. All right. Well, I I think that everybody should be forced to not go with music. It's part of the whole gig. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm a meanie. <laughs> no, you're right. I agree. It looks more professional. When we don't have the music, but yeah. It does, it does. So that performance is going to be when? Do you know, Sabina? That is April 1st. April 1st at the at the uh, Capitol Center for the Arts. Yes. Tickets, awesome. I think, are now on sale online. Yep, and it's hard to get a ticket the day off, folks. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> both last year and the year before that, I slipped in, you know, late and um, was tough to get a ticket. So if you're interested in, in going and hearing these fabulous New Hampshire singers, um, you should go early and and get your ticket. So you're you're on you're on your mark, kid. You you're you should be congratulated for the fact that you're graduating. Um, I'm assuming that you're graduating with honors. I yes yes. yes. <laughs> I suspected, and that you've already been accepted at three schools at this point in the process is just amazing. You're gonna yeah. ha- you're gonna have your pick. I am. So cool. Good for you. And that's a big congratulations. And you. Uh, you certainly have a work ethic that uh, is what you need to succeed. You know, talent is great. I tell all my kids talent is a great thing. But mm. the desire and the discipline are the things that really change, that make the difference. They're the things that, that uh, you know, tell us who really wants it and who, who really doesn't. So it's obvious you really are going for it, kiddo, and I, I wish you all the best. Um, Thank you. Yeah, good Sometimes things, it's hard. Yeah, to, no kidding. Sometimes it's hard to get the motivation <laughs> to keep practicing, but you have to. Right, you have to, because even if you lay off a few days, you'll you'll feel it. Yeah. Absolutely. Sabina, it's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you for coming on Artful Living. Thank you, of course. Absolutely. And everybody else out there, this is Artful Living. Jane Cormier, your host, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, 101.9 FM Manchester, and of course, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. We'll see you again next week. Thanks for joining us.